Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Harton. I'm the editorial page editor of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Today, I have uh, with me Rusty Turner, our editor of the uh, Democrat Gazette here in Northwest Arkansas. And we have the opportunity to visit today with Tom Terminella, who is uh, making his second run for uh, the mayor of Fayetteville. He's uh, lived in Fayetteville since 1973. So been around for a while. He's a real estate developer and he's in a four person race uh, for the uh, uh, job of mayor uh, in the city of Fayetteville. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Absolutely, thanks for having me and thanks for putting on this uh, forum. Absolutely, we appreciate it. Uh, let's just uh, start off with uh, discussing a little bit about why you decided you wanted to run uh, and, uh, and what you uh, feel like the issues are that are critical to, uh, to the voters out there as they consider uh, who, to, who to put in that office for the next four years. Well, let's see, I'll, I'll first start by saying I'm not a politician. I'm just a citizen and a resident and a taxpayer like, like all of us here in Fayetteville. Um, I, I, you know, wasn't born here, but pretty much was, was raised here and Leverett and Ramey in the high school and, and it got into real estate early on, uh, just out of high school. And, and that's kind of been my deal, uh, transacting other people's assets here in this county and in this part of the state and, uh, uh, th through, you know, watching, uh, Northwest Arkansas grow as overall all four cities. It was real clear with this last administration that, uh, you know, we had to kind of change the way we were doing things because I find ourselves falling behind as far as amenities, um, people wanting to come to our area, um, um, just, just housing in general. And uh, so here I am, you know, I'm gonna try to make a difference. Uh, uh, I'm gonna try to be everybody's mayor. I'm gonna try to, you know, do the things that I feel like need to be done in order to get Fayetteville back in a, in, a, in, a, in a position to where, you know, we're the number one spot that people choose when they come to Northwest Arkansas. And we've slipped from that and it just goes, a, a, along with management of the city, uh, you know, bringing everybody together in the community. Some of the bigger issues that are facing us now is the amount of debt that we're in. The biggest one that's real today is the homelessness uh, problem and what it's doing to real estate values and what it's doing to our Arkansas Greenway trail system, what it's doing to our parks and recs, uh, primarily, you know, uh, south part of Fayetteville, but here again, it's, it, it can be found all over town. So, you know, I couldn't sit back anymore. Of course, I did run four years ago. Here again, I'm not a politician. I'm just a, you know, a businessman, last of eight kids, have a real passion about Fayetteville, want to be able to live here, work here, uh, make a, a living and income. And it's gotten extremely difficult with, with some of the things that are going on up on Mountain Street. So uh, I hope I answered the question um, and uh, I'll shift into neutral and we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next one. Well, the um, uh, let's touch on some of those issues. The, uh, you know, you, I, I think uh, in the last uh, 
election, you you talked about Fayetteville's place in Northwest Arkansas as, as uh, uh, the, the, the number one place, as you said today, that, that you want people to consider it the number one place to come to when they're making a decision about uh, moving into Northwest Arkansas and you feel like we've slipped a little bit. What, what do you feel like is responsible for that? And what do you feel like as mayor you can do about it? Well, there's, there's several things that we can do. Uh, some of the reasons that we have slipped is, is uh, the cost of doing business here. The process that you have to go through up at City Hall, uh, as far as the regulatory process, the cost, the impacts, the, the, the fees that are associated with doing uh, new development. And uh, um, it's, it's for, for instance, there's, if you're doing a multifamily project, it's 300 units, 325 units, the impact per door per unit is somewhere around $3,100. Well, you run 325 units of $3,100, there's a million dollars worth of impact before you buy the land, before you civilly engineer it, before you extend utilities, before you spend a dollar on the vertical asset of it. And if you can go to Springdale, you know, next town up, and you don't have a million and $50,000, a million $30,000 of impact fee, then that, that's a pretty easy decision. Okay, and so that's where we find ourselves. And I just went through that very scenario out on uh, the, the big farm out on Greg Street in Van Ash and uh, developer bought a piece of property and his impact fees are a little over a million dollars just for the first phase of construction. And, uh, you know, people run from that. They don't run at it. They run away from it. So that's that's one thing that we can do is look at that, do what we can to, to help, you know, uh, Folks that want to come to town, remove some of those barriers, uh, lessen the cost of doing business here. And the, the other thing that we're that I'm real concerned about is our infrastructure. If you'll look back through the even the Cootie, the 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 uh, all of Lionel's three administrations, the amount of money that we've spent on bricks and mortar and and civic community assets is minimus. I'm, I'm talking about parks and rec facility for the build for, 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 for the office itself, the city shops, the transfer station, city hall itself is a hundred year old building. We haven't invested, you know, uh, in the bricks and mortar. We're talking about spending $37 million on a new law enforcement facility that we can't seem to get started for some reason. Um, that will be the first bricks and mortar type building vertical asset that the city's seen in some 30 years. And you look at our city shops and all of our other public works type buildings. And uh, uh, that concerns me because you don't have to go very far just to the next town and look at their new facilities that they're building and go to Rogers and go to Bentonville. And uh, when you look at it at that light and then go up 71 business, you know, we've not made any investment in our water distribution system. So every what, two weeks, month, we have another blowout of the main line that's 65 years old. And we have got to do better at, you know, investing in those municipal services because, you know, municipalities are about police, fire, water, sewer, sanitation, transportation. All the feel good stuff is great, but police, fire, water, sewer, sanitation, transportation, those are the things that a mayor is responsible for. Those are the core things that the citizens put you in that chair for. 
And I think we've failed at that personally for the, for the last administrations. We've done a great job in other areas and I'm all for parks and trails and all of that business. It's, it's awesome. Alternative transportation and bicycling and cycle cross and our parks and rec, I'm good, but we got to have, you know, a more even balance, you know, it's We got to take care of all of it. So that's some concerns. It's some stuff that we can fix. Uh, the big, the single issue right now is the, the impact of the mentally ill and the homeless and the drug addicted and what it's doing to South Fayetteville. Um, that's the main issue, but just as important, we have to spend time and energy and focus and make sure that we keep our infrastructure in order. Okay. Because if we don't do that, we'll end up like some of these other bigger cities that have real problems and it's all driven because of lack of, of uh, adequate infrastructure. Um, I, I want to touch on the homeless issue here in just a, a couple of minutes. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a resident of Fayetteville. So, you know, I talk to people, uh, you know, I, I think it, it might be easy for, um, uh, some, you know, I, I think people in Fayetteville like a lot of those amenities you're talking about, and you're saying that you like them too. Um, I, I what I, let me suggest that, that it, they've, there might be an effort to kind of pigeonhole you in terms of being, well, he's just interested in the real estate part of it and, and, or he's going to shift things away from these amenities we like into these other things. And we're not going to be developing trails and all that is, is that what you're saying or, or you, you want to clarify that? No, I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Um, all, you know, the trails, the parks, all of that botanical gardens, all of it is just as important. Okay. There's a balance. You got to have a balance. Um, I'm not, you know, the, our resources, uh, there, there's, there's, you know, the, here again, you have to, it's a balancing act. We, we can't only do the feel good things. Okay. And the, a lot of this is already baked in the cake, you know, uh, through the special elections and through this big bond that was passed last year. I mean, watch what you wish for, cause it may come true. You know, they got $224 million worth of bond money from the citizens. Okay. Voted it in. So a lot of this stuff that they're proposing is already baked in the cake and has to be spent for those intended uses. Okay, all right. And so, um, it's here again, it's a balancing act. You, 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 you can't only do parks and trails and rec. Okay. You have to do, you know, transportation, sanitation, you know, you have to do the other parts of it, police, fire. It's all important. You know, it, uh, personally, after the assassination of officer Carr last fall in December, I would have made the law enforcement facility, the number one priority period, the end. And we just passed two weeks ago, four weeks ago, another $10.5 million trail going from Dixon street down the Prairie streets, part of the arts corridor where I get that, but the priorities aren't in line. Okay. You know, the, what should have been in line is a new law enforcement facility to what, to respect and protect the people that are, you know, protecting us, our law enforcement. And, you know, that's where it starts with me, police, fire, water, sewer, sanitation, transportation. And when we're doing all these other things and we're not focusing on those core issues to protect our people that are protecting us. Okay. That's why I'm running for mayor. 
Okay, I've had it. You know, I'm a bulldog first. I'm purple. I'm from Fayetteville. You see what I'm saying? And I'm doing this for the citizens of Fayetteville. And this nonsense of not supporting law enforcement and not passing the SRO deal for the resource officers, you know, that's that that's not who I am and that's not who my family is. We're as Fayetteville as it gets, okay? Uh, 50 years of it right here. So at this point in my life, I'm not taking any of this stuff to heaven with me, okay? There's not a single thing that I'm taking with me. I'm trying to leave this place better than I found it. And, and every, that's, that's, that's a thought that some have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pave over every inch of this place. No, I'm trying to create amenities for the people of Fayetteville. You know, we want parks and rec, we want a music venue, outdoor music venue. We want adequate medical services and a new medical park. We, we, we'd like some new retail. We'd like new housing. We'd like a new Trader Joe's to compete with Whole Foods and, you know, other options. And, you know, we ought to be able to have other car dealerships and things of that nature. And, and so at the end of the day, cities either grow or they die. Okay. And, you know, um, I haven't moved away. I've had dozens and dozens of my friends that are in the business that swear they'll never come back here unless I'm mayor to do anything as far as development and go vertical. And, I can give you a list of things that were already here and wanted to be here that have left town. You know, the latest one was Highland Oncology. It's 30 some plus million dollar building sitting a mile away from Fayetteville on Don Tyson Parkway. And they wanted to be here in town. And for some reason, this administration did everything they could to keep me from achieving that. And, you know, that's not the, you have to represent everybody in town, you know, all the citizens. And uh, that was one of the things, too, that finally put me over the edge. It took me six years and nine months to get Mayor Jordan to sign an agreement with Arkansas-Missouri Railroad to create a crossing so we can start 300 acres of new commerce and amenities for Fayetteville. And I'm not taking any of it to heaven. It's not mine. It's people that have been in this community for 100 years. It's their land, okay? And so when you have... When, when people are embracing and working together and coming together for the better of the community, I have no choice but to, but to you know, put my civic hat on. And, and I'm here for one or two terms. Uh, uh, working for the public, being a public servant is just that. It's not a career, okay? One or two terms, and the first thing I'm going to do when I become mayor is pass an ordinance that says you can be mayor two times in Fayetteville and then you'll need to get your box and get your things and go on. That's democracy. And it's the same thing for planning. It's the same thing for city council. And uh, uh, back to why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because, you know, I love Fayetteville too. It's my home. You know, there's, there's a bunch of terminellas here, you know, and we're not leaving. We're not going anywhere. And we're here because of Mr. Tyson, Don and, the, the relationship he had with my father and my brothers are all still, you know, a very big part of that. They're, they're the industry leader in vertical form fill sill termozip bagging equipment that's in pretty much every Tyson plant worldwide. So we're not going anywhere. And at the end of the day, all I want to do is, is represent the people of Fayetteville, get our city cleaned back up solve some of these problems. There's no problem we have that we can't solve, Greg. You're 20 minutes away from the most generous, wealthiest people on the planet. There's no problem we can't solve. 
it's leadership, it's communication, and we got to get Fayetteville back hopping and get it shined up. And I don't know why we've strayed so far off into the guardrail and the briar patch, but everybody needs to get back on the road. And uh, it's affecting all my friends. It's affecting their properties. It's affecting crime. It's affecting people don't like to use the trails in the south part of town because they feel unsafe. You know, we hadn't backed, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the, the council and this administration hadn't backed our law enforcement. You know, we can do a $10.5 million trail, but we can't start the, the, the law enforcement facility. That's where I call nonsense on all of it. And that's what's making me run for mayor. It's just that clear. And, yeah. uh, and I'm only going to do it one or two terms. And I hope, you know, the council or, you know, the, the new one will support me on that. You know, public service is public service. It's not supposed to be a career, period. So anyway, got kind of got passionate about all that, but <laughs> you're the one that called for this meeting. So here we are. So Tom, you, you mentioned homelessness, uh, particularly as an issue in, in South Fable. That is, an, that is a sticky, sticky issue in, in cities large and small all over the country. Uh, and, and it's a very difficult uh, issue to deal with. So. Can you talk, can you walk us through some of your ideas about uh, what you would do uh, uh, about the homeless population uh, in Fayetteville and, and how you would alleviate uh, the issues that you've, that you've mentioned? It's, it's actually um, what I'm already doing. You know, about four or five years ago, we transitioned uh, Seven Hills Shelter. It was on MLK in an old Walmart, I mean, an old wallpaper store. Uh, where Torchies is today. And through the generosity of several people since then, and at that time, we were able to acquire the Mitchell Oil bulk plant site on South School for Seven Hills. And that's really the only entity that's, to my knowledge, that's still being funded by the city and that's part of the community outside the Salvation Army that's dealing with the people without homes and the homeless and the people in South Fayetteville. And, um, you know, I helped get the facility, we helped renovate it. We, we helped kind of, you know, what happened is I realized I had made the homeless homeless when I'd sold that property for redevelopment on MLK. So over the holiday, I said, oh my gosh, we've got to get somewhere where somebody can like, you know, get some mail and get some help and get something to eat and a shower and get some sort of support here because I saw at the time it was Billy Rader that was the director for Seven Hills. He was running that. And he came to me and said, you know, Tom, hey, you know, we need your help. We need some resources. So he's since gone. There's some things that have happened there and changed. But it, it comes down to, you know, I don't have all the answers, but I have a Zoom conference day at 1.30 with the person at the federal level here locally and at the university level, a professor that's over this, this region's homeless problem, NWA, uh, 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 their, their outfit to get educated on the rest of the pieces of that. But I'm certain between, you know, the resources that we have in this community, and it seems like Fayetteville has more than their fair share of people that are without homes or homeless, mentally ill or addicted to something that are sleeping in our flower beds in our parks and on our trails down here. And so I'm gonna lean on people that know more than me and I'm gonna do a bunch of listening here. And we're gonna, I'm gonna solve that whether I'm going to attempt to solve it and do my best. Uh, whether I'm, 
you know, whether I get in this November 3rd or next time in four years, okay? Because it's something that is metastasized and it's, it's, it's happened under Lionel's watch. And I know we can do better than what we're doing. And I don't have all the answers, but I'm gonna lean on people that do, that, that have and understand it more than, more than myself. But, uh, uh, and it is a problem, you know, nationwide. And I've watched it in my hometown metastasize for the last 12 years. And, and it, it can't, it, it, we gotta do something. We've gotta do something. And that's engaging, you know, here again, between all the foundations and all the wealth and all the, you know, families that are here, uh, I feel certain with the right, you know, being the conduit, the super connector, having that communication, bringing people together that we can solve. It. It's, it, it's certainly something that we can solve. And I don't know what it looks like, meaning solve, because now we have a homeless camp, literally a tent city next to some housing that Stephen Hill has on, on Huntsville, next to the shelter that's down south of town. But the real problem is that it's poured out onto the trails and onto people's public land and onto the city parks and, uh, you know, primarily Walker Park. So um, it's going to be a combination, you know, community, the, uh, the faith community, you know, state, county, and municipality in order to solve it. It's, you know, we got the fairgrounds out there. If people need interim housing and a shower and shelter, we've got a bunch of county-owned assets right in the middle of town on a bus route sitting empty, okay, uh, 350 days a year. It's, it's, it's leadership, and it's reaching out to all these people to get the best ideas. I'm not right. I'm not left. Let's talk about the best idea from so whatever. Is, so yeah. is, the, is the problem that, that we have homeless people, you know, in our parks and, and, you know, that they're visible or is the problem that, that they, they need help? I think, Greg, it's a combination. Obviously a big part of them, I feel like, are probably have some drug addiction or mental illness. Okay. You know, we through a process down at the Washington, my understanding as of a month ago, we were down to like between 350 and 400 because of COVID. You know, if you'll remember a year ago, we were talking about where we're going to find 30 or 40 million to, 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 to add capacity. And now we're at numbers where that's gone away. Uh, we can't incarcerate ourselves out of this deal. I can tell you that. It's got to be, uh, a, you know, addiction, a treatment, mental treatment. And, and helping people get some skills to where they can get employed and take care of themselves. It's, it's here again, you know, I'm not gonna say that I can walk on water. I'm gonna listen to everybody. I'm gonna connect everybody. We have the resources here. We need the leadership and we need somebody to be the super connector and we need to start working on it because it seems like Fayetteville is where the highest concentration of this problem is in Northwest Arkansas. And if we don't do something be everywhere and i don't know where they're coming from it, the number early on was five or six number i heard was over two thousand people that have checked in shelter in the south part of town so so we got to do something to fix it uh you mentioned the um 
in the early part of the discussion that the, the some of the impact fees, um, I, I know Fayetteville's not alone in having impact fees. Uh, other communities do have those. Uh, and the theory is that, that development ought to uh, help pay for the the uh, impact they have on the community that, that local residents should not have to carry that burden. Um, uh, it, it, is there something flawed about that philosophy or, or how, would, how do you tackle that? It's the level of impact. Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. Uh, Springdale will put in, say, the area out by the Arvest ballpark. And at the time they put that in, they engineered, designed municipal infrastructure, water, sewer, you know, power, electric, natural gas, uh, stormwater, drainage, all of those things. Fayetteville, on the other hand, they'll design two miles, which is Rupal Road, and they'll have hire a local contractor, bet it, and they'll put the road in, but they'll take no consideration towards any of the municipal services that need to be there in order to service that area of town. So three or four different guys come to town, different development groups, the one may be from this state, that state, and they show up and they buy their land out in the valley and the city goes to saying, well, you boys need to design you know, the distribution system for this regional water and sewer and stormwater basin out here. And you need to hire, you know, architect or uh, civil engineers and people to do hydrology and studies and all this stuff. Well, here again, going back, police, fire, water, sewer, sanitation, transportation. If we want Fayetteville to grow responsibly, the city's got to do their part. We can't extort every poor entrepreneur that comes to town to model and engineer and design and install and bond and pay for the city's infrastructure, okay? We have $187 million a year that flows into the city, you know, general fund, this, that. And here we are, that's an example of the impact on people wanting to come to town and do business, whether they're subdividing land for housing or apartments or commercial space. And uh, it's a real problem. And, and uh, how I'm gonna change it is, here again, back to the planning. Cities, you know, provide areas where people can come to town and then all their internal development costs and subdividing and streets and curb and gutter and all of that has to be built to the city specifications and then given to the city a final plat and then bonded for a year. So the city's already winning. The city's getting all the infrastructure built to their standard, paid for by somebody else and even bonded a year after and turned over as public right away and public assets. So, you know, the one thing we can start with is, is helping that process along to create an environment where it doesn't have that impact on somebody wanting to come to town. And then, you know, we've got big, more than most fees for all different areas that add up to that 30 something hundred dollars a unit for multifamily, for example. And it's the same thing with single family and it's there, there's a chart and a scale for all of it. And so I, we have to do better at one being, you know, more understanding and more tolerant and, uh, and understanding the impact that it has on people wanting to come to Fayetteville and, and to do business because other cities that develop responsibly and, uh, and uh, you know, have some forward thinking uh, you know, and, and understand that they want to create a place where people can come do commerce. They, they do all that for you, for, for the community. And, uh, 
And I've watched it time and time and time and time again. I watched it for 30 years and it's not the right philosophy. It's, it's not the right way to do business. And it's, you know, it's certainly not all these individual people wanting to come to Fayetteville's responsibility to engineer and design and model 800 acre basin that the city's already paid $8 million for a road through the middle of, you know, it's the city's responsibility to model all that and determine the lift station size and the force mains and the stormwater requirements. And, uh, and uh, for some reason, they've not done it that way for the last two or three administrations. And we've got to get back to accommodating, you know, anybody that works for the city of Fayetteville, one, I'm going to be an employee for the people of Fayetteville. You know, they're, I'm their employee and everybody that the 765 people that work for the city of Fayetteville are what they're there to represent the, you know, the citizens, the taxpayers, the residents, the people that own the real estate, the people that own these assets. And if they're not there doing everything within their power to help whoever walks through the threshold of, uh, of any city facility, then they're there for the wrong reason. You know, though our, our 765 person team at the city of Fayetteville, we're here to accommodate and help everybody here achieve their objective, you know, and to have a safe, clean, well protected with first responders and fire. We're, we're here, you know, we're the stewards of this stuff. None of us are taking any of this, you know, we're, we're just here for now. And, and, and I don't see us. We're so divided here in, in this city, and I, it's never been that way up until the last five or 10 years that I can remember being here for the last 50 years. So we, we, uh, we, we do just have a couple of minutes. Is there anything we haven't asked you about that you wanted to make sure you wanted to address with uh, the folks who will be, uh, be uh, hearing this interview? Well, um, you know, I. Here again, if I'm blessed to represent the people of Fayetteville uh, and I get 50% plus one vote, I'm going to do the best job that I can at representing everybody in Fayetteville. Okay. I want to get that out there. I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm not uh, red. I'm not blue. I'm purple. I'm a bulldog. I'm from Fayetteville. Okay. You know, wasn't born here, but it didn't take me long to get here after I was born. Been here a long time. And all I want to do is try to straighten some of this stuff up. I don't want to be mayor for more than one or two terms. I can tell you that now. Me and my bride, my wife of, of 30 years, 28 years, we have other things we want to go do And after I get these kids out of school. And one of them's not being mayor for the next 20 years. But I, I'm, I'm willing to spend my time, my energy, my effort to do what I can over the next four to eight years to straighten this place up. And then I'm going to hand it off to some other young buck or young lady or whatever, whoever it is. And I'm going to go on down my way and I'm going to get my civic time in and my municipal time. And if I'm fortunate, I'll get in this November 3rd, but um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep working at it until I can earn everybody's trust and earn their vote to sit in the seat. And then I'm going to make a difference. That's all I can say. And I need to ask if the people are looking at this online, please go vote for me November 3rd and make me the next new mayor of Fayetteville. And I'll do my best to be everybody's mayor. Okay. And my phone number is 479-841-1621. I've had the cell phone for 30 plus years. Same phone number. If you got an issue, please pick up the phone and call me. If you want to meet me or interact or have any municipal issue, or you just might have some mental issues. You, you may need just somebody to, you know, converse with. 
call me. I'll, I'll visit with you. I'll, I'll give you that consideration. So with that being said, I appreciate both of you gentlemen very much to give me this platform. I, I think it'll be very helpful for the citizens of Fayetteville to, you know, see that I'm a real person and I'm running for the right reasons. So I'll just leave it at that. All right. Well, we appreciate your time. Rusty, did you have anything else? No, thank you, Tom. We appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Yes, sir. But thank you all for your interest and appreciate what you're doing. All right. Take care of yourself. Okay.